Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for June 28th, 2021. I'm teaching a series entitled Leveling Up with the Word, Leveling Up with the Word of God. I'm exalting the Word and giving the Word of God the priority that it deserves. And so we honor God and we honor His Word. In this season, I believe that we there's a grace made available for us to level up. There's a grace made available for new levels. And that said, we have to tap into that grace with our faith. And so there's there are new levels available for us. How are we going to get to those new levels? How are we going to level up? We're going to do it with the word of God. If you and I, if we want to level up, we got to get into God's word, which is why we're going to start the week with the word. All right. So that said, I've been teaching a series entitled Leveling Up with the Word from the Parable of the Sower. And as I'm exalting the word, uh, let me just say this. This past weekend, uh, for those of you that get the email, you should have received an email from me about uh, the book launch. We had a virtual book launch on Saturday. My wife and I, my wife interviewed me about the book. Uh, So I released my first book this weekend, Level Up Your Life. And so uh, I am so excited about it. Thank you. Uh, I've received an outpour of love from all the people that have received the book or reading it. And I just trust that this is a tool. I took the teaching that God gave me and I packaged it up in a portable tool that now people can use and give away and sow into other people. And so thank you so much for those that are receiving the book. If you haven't got the book yet, please consider getting it. It's on Amazon. I believe the book is going to be a blessing to you. All right. So I've been teaching this series from the parable of the sower. I want us to go back to the parable of the sower again this morning. We're walking our way through all of these types of soil. Now we're getting to the point where we can finally look at the good soil. And so let me just say this. The title of today's message is God's word works. It's really that simple. Simple message today. The word of God works. You just have to work the word. The word, there's nothing wrong with the word of God. We just have to get ourselves out of the way so that the word can do what it does. Jesus said in Mark chapter four, beginning at verse 13, the farmer is like someone who takes the word of God and the word of God is seed. And the farmer is, is God and he sows the seed down inside of people. Now, sometimes the seed falls along the side of the road. And those are like the people that hear the word of God, but their understanding is unfruitful. They don't understand what they heard. And because of that, Satan comes immediately. Why, why does Satan come immediately? Because he knows that there's power in the word. He comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. Now, other people are like seed that's planted on rocky ground. These are people that hear the word of God, but They don't allow the word to go deep into their lives. So as a result, what happens? Well, they, as soon as trouble comes or persecution comes because of the word that they receive, the Bible says that they're quick to give up. These are people that have a surface level relationship with God. Other people are like the seed that's planted amongst the thorny weeds. These are the people that hear the word of God, but they have allowed their lives to become full of other things. Jesus gave us three categories of other things. He said the cares of this world or the worries of this life the love of money, and then everything else they want or selfish desires. They have a lust for desires that were birthed in their heart and not in the heart of God. And so these other things grow up like weeds and the weeds choke out the word and it keeps the word from working. And then finally, 
Some people are like good ground. Say good ground. All right now. Some people are like good ground. These are the people that hear the word. They receive the word. They believe the word. They apply the word. They rid their heart of all distractions. They give the word the time and the space that it needs to do what it does. And it produces a harvest. Sometimes 30 times more. Sometimes 60 times more. And sometimes 100 times more. And you and I, we are after 100. Say amen to that. All right. So what does this mean for you Today, I'm talking about the word. I'm exalting the word this morning. So I have four things to share with you on this Monday morning. Four things. As I get into these things, I want you to rid your heart and mind of all distractors. I don't want you to be like one of those first three types of soil. Let's get ready for the word. Four things. Number one, here we go. You ready? Here we go. I've told you this before, but it's worth repeating. If there's ever a problem between you and the word of God, like a disconnect between you and the word of God, then the word of God is not the issue, right? So you have to change. The same sower provided the same seed to four different types of soil, and it didn't produce a harvest in three out of the four types of soil. There was nothing wrong with the sower. There was nothing wrong with the seed. There was something wrong with the soil. If there's ever an issue, there's something wrong with you. You're the soil. There's nothing wrong with the word. The Bible says that the word of God is an incorruptible seed whereby men are born again. The word of God is pure. The word of God is life. The word of God is powerful. The word of God contains the power of the God of the word. So the word works. The power of God is lying dormant inside of the word of God waiting for you to unleash it. Think about that for a minute. You are walking around with a Bible. You have a Bible at home. You have a Bible probably in your car. You definitely have a Bible on your phone if you have a phone. (laughs) And so you have a phone, you have a tablet, you have the word everywhere. And the word contains the power to change the world. And you're walking around with this power. If you don't tap into it, then obviously there's something wrong with us. If we're not the ones that's tapping into it. If the word of God is not producing, in your life. See, the word of God, the same seed was provided to four different types of soil. It didn't produce a harvest in three out of the four types of soil, but there was nothing wrong with the seed. There was something wrong with the soil. If the word of God is not producing in your life, then the issue is not the word. The issue is you. Maybe you have a lack of honor concerning it. Maybe you have competing priorities. Maybe you're not allowing it to go deep. Maybe your life is focused on other things and full of selfish desires. Maybe you you just, you give God lip service, you know? And so whatever the issue is, if there's an issue, the issue is with you and it's not with the word of God. So you have to take accountability and responsibility for the fact that the word is not producing. If the word is not producing, there's nothing wrong with the word. There has to be something wrong with you. The Bible is the most powerful book that's ever been written. It was authored by God. Now, humans wrote humans were the the conduits through which they they wrote the words, but they didn't author the words. The Holy Spirit is the author. And so he spoke. This is God breathed, God inspired. So in the Bible, you will find a blueprint for life, a blueprint for success, a roadmap for you to become the man, the woman that God called you to be. It is an endless source of divine wisdom. I can can open up the Bible and say, hey, I'm going to teach. I remember I taught uh, from Psalms 1, verses 1, 2, and 3. And I taught on that for months and people's like, my God, how can you keep pulling things? Listen, there's layers and layers and layers of revelation in the word. We will go back every morning to the same verse, open up the same verse, boom, and God will give me more revelation. So listen, it is an endless source of wisdom. It has the power to change you. It has the power to change the world. It can change you from the inside out, but you have to get into the word that, and then you got to meditate and medicate on God's word. I run into people that say, well, Rick, hold on for a minute. 
Yeah, I know you're one of those Bible people, but I tried the Bible. The Bible didn't work. <laughs> Whenever I hear that, I say, no, 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 the Bible tried you and you didn't work. There's nothing wrong with the Bible. There's nothing wrong with the seed. There has to be something wrong with the soil. The issue is never the Bible. The word works. The issue is when we don't give the word the priority that it deserves. All of this is laid out in the parable. Jesus is like, well, this is why the word doesn't work. Some people don't understand it. This is why the word doesn't work. Some people just give me lip service. They don't allow, they say that they love me, but they don't allow the word to go deep into their lives. As soon as trouble comes, they're quick to give up. They go right back to doing what they were doing before. Other people, yeah, these are the people, they say, yeah, they say they love me, but then I give them their word. They're focused on other things. They're focused on the world. They're focused on the cares of this world. I'm trying to tell them. I'm trying to speak to them. And they're like watching the news, glued to the news, meditating and medicating on that. And so the cares of this world, the love of money, they're just pursuing that paper. They ain't pursuing me. They're pursuing money. They don't even know that if they were to pursue me, I can make sure that money pursues them. And then here there are other people that have a lust for other things. They place their own desires above my desires. And I'm trying to give them desires, but they don't listen. So there's nothing wrong with God. There's nothing wrong with his word. If there's ever an issue, the issue has to be us. Say amen to that. Number two, you have to develop a hunger and a thirst for God's word. Man, when I was born again, when I first got born again, I told you this last week, I wanted to know where I was wrong. You know, I wanted to know, like if I wanted to know all the ways in which I was wrong so that I could correct it so that God could, the Holy Spirit could tell me what to do. I knew that I was, listen, I knew that I was raised a certain way for 23 years of my life. I lived one way and then I got born again. And so, so I was like, okay, well, I don't know. I don't know how to live in this kingdom stuff. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And so, so I wanted to know. And, and the word of God, my mentor at the time, Leo Jacobs, who's still my friend to this day, he told me, listen, the word of God contains the character, the attributes, and the nature of God. And so if you want to know God, you got to get to know him through his word. So I got into that word. I devoured it. I devoured it for hours, man. I was in the word of God on a daily basis, sometimes for hours a day. I remember I went to the chaplain uh, and I was like, hey, what do you have like Bible studies? And, and and I remember this one big workbook thing. It was called like experiencing God. And then there was another one. And the chaplain would just give me all these books and I would go. I didn't know what to do. Right. So, I mean, it, it was like it had Bible study guides in it and it told you what to read and then, you know, questions to answer. And so I was reading and getting into it and writing things down and praying. I didn't know how to pray. And I was like, okay, well, you you just try to figure this thing out, but you got to give it the desire. You, you got to have this hunger and thirst for it. P- Peter said like a newborn baby craves for milk. I mean, when, when a baby wants that baba, they let you know about it and you got to want the word. He says like a newborn baby craves for milk. You should crave for the word of God, man. This thing is serious to me. The reason why I get up every morning and I'm preaching the word of God, I'm teaching the word of God. Because this thing has changed my life. I believe I believe the Bible is the word of God. So, so listen, you got to get the word. Once you get the word down in your heart, the more word you know, the more word of God you know, the more you will get to know the God of the word. That has to be your motivation. My motivation was not memorizing scripture. My motivation was not winning arguments. My motivation was, and I could build an argument by the way, but no, my motivation was getting to know God. And how are you going to get to know God? You got to have an intimate relationship with him and you can get to know God through his word. Number three, David loved God so much. He, He loved God's word so much that he wrote the longest chapter in the Bible about the Bible, about the word of God. Psalms 119. Psalms 119 is the longest chapter in the Bible. 
176 verses. Some people don't understand why it's so long. Some people don't understand why there's 176 verses. Well, in this Psalm, King David, he wrote like an ode to God's word from A to Z. What do I mean from A to Z? Well, David was the eighth son of Jesse. The number eight in the Bible is new beginnings. And so I believe he loved that number eight. And so he wrote eight verses that begin the first eight verses of Psalms 119. The, the whole Psalm, Psalms 119 is about the word of God, by the way. But the first eight verses of Psalms 119 start with the Hebrew equivalent of the letter A. It's, it's called Aleph. So the first eight verses start with Aleph and it's all about the word. Then the second eight verses start with their equivalent of B, which is Beth. And it's all about the word. And that keeps going, right? Until the last eight verses start with their equivalent of the letter Z, which is Ta. So it, it is like an ode to God's word from Aleph to Ta or from A to Z. And since there's 22 characters in the Hebrew alphabet, and David, the eighth son of Jesse, wrote eight verses for every character in the Hebrew alphabet, well, 22 times eight is 176. That's why the, the Psalms 119 is the longest chapter in the Bible, 176 verses, all dedicated to exalting God's word. In that Psalm, he said, your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Listen, we're exalting the word of God. David was exalting the word. David was saying, my success comes from God's word. I exalt God's word. And he wrote 176 verses talking about the word of God. Say amen to that. Number four, and finally for this morning, for this Monday morning, the Bible contains the answers to the test. So life is full of questions, right? We all have questions in life, but wouldn't it be a shame? I, let me say it this way. It's like life is an open book test. Wouldn't it be a shame if let's say that you're taking a test. Matter of fact, you know, uh, we have kids that are still taking tests. Let's say that you had to take a test today and you, and they say, Hey, drive to this address. You're going to go in here as a proctor test. We're going to sit there and you get there. You have a book bag and in the book bag, you have a textbook and in the textbook are all the answers to the test and you get there and you have the, your textbook highlighted, underlined, all that. And it's there and your backpack is with you and they give you the test and there's a proctored exam and you start taking the test. Well, you start taking the test and you're like racking your brain, but all the answers are in the textbook. And it's an open book test. And the proctor says, hey, it's an open book test. But you refuse to open up your book bag and you refuse to open up the textbook and you refuse to open up the book. And the proctor is looking at you, racking your brain. And the proctor saying, hey, it's an open book test, but you won't open the book. Do you get it? The life is an open book test. And God gave you the answers in the book. Wouldn't it be a shame for you to get to heaven only to realize that you racked your brain, you struggled and stumbled your way through life, and you had all the answers in the book, and you have the book with you. You have one right next to your, your, your bed. You, you have one on your nightstand. You have one in your, in your phone. You have a bunch of translations in your phone, and you won't open it. Life is an open book test. God gave you all the answers before you got started, but now you got to get those answers down in your heart. If you hide God's word 
down in your heart, then you're going to have the answers. You're going to be able to answer. You're going to, you're going to have wisdom from above and the Holy Spirit will then start to speak to you in addition to the word that you receive. It's almost like uh, uh, Numbers 13. In Numbers 13, the Bible says that the gospel was preached unto us as well as unto them. This is Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 2, talking about Numbers 13. And so the good news was preached unto us as well as unto them, but it didn't profit them not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Basically, what the writer of Hebrews is saying is that, man, in, in Numbers 13, God says through Moses, hey, listen, everybody. I'm giving you this land. There's some land that I promised your forefathers to give them you didn't even know about. I had a conversation with Abraham 400 years ago. Abraham is your forefather. And I have a conversation with him. And I said, as far as you can see, if you can see it, you can have it. And he saw it. And now it's his. And I declared it. And it's yours. And this land is yours. And I'm giving you this land. Now, it's occupied and all of that. But don't worry about it. We're going we're gonna to deal with that. I'm going to put the grace of God on you to win. And you're going to take over this land. And you're going to occupy it. And it's a land. It's a good land. It's, it's a land that flows with milk and honey i am giving you this land and then so he, he said now take one leader from every tribe 12 spies send them in tell them to come back with evidence that the land is good and 12 people went in and 12 people came back and they had evidence and they coming back with with grapes that were like a two-man lift a cluster of grapes was a two-man lift this thing was so big so heavy they have evidence the land is flowing with milk and honey but 10 out of the 12 didn't believe God. 10 out of the 12 didn't honor what God said. 10 out of the 12 put a no where God put a yes. And they died in the wilderness because of it. And millions of people believed the 10 instead of the two. And they died in the wilderness too. But Joshua and Caleb, they got their blessing. Joshua and Caleb walked into the promised land. Why? They were delayed, but they were not denied. Why? Because they believed God. Listen, I don't know about you. I wore this shirt today because I want you to know that I believe God. I, I have no doubt in my heart that the word of God is the word of God. I have no doubt. People say, well, do you re really believe like, you know, that the Bible is the Bible? Do you really believe that like the Bible is God's word? You wasn't it written by men. What? Hold on. Let's talk about the Council of Nicaea, 370 AD. Let's talk about, listen, fine. You can talk about whatever you want to talk about. I believe God. I believe the Bible is the Bible. I believe the Bible is the infallible, inerrant, inexhaustible word of God. I, re I, I read it. I believe it. I apply it. I meditate on it. I medicate on it. I give it the priority that it deserves. If there's ever a conflict between me and the Bible, I'm wrong. I I'm quick to repent. If there's ever something wrong, oh, well, the Bible says, but I don't, no, 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 I'm wrong. I I'm, I'm the one who has to change. I've been walking with God for 25 years, and I can tell you that the word works. You got to work the word. Countless people say that they're struggling to, to oh, I just want to know God's will. I'm just struggling to get the will of God. Listen, the, look at me. The word of God is the will of God on paper. The word of God contains the will of God. And then when you're reading the word of God, which is what God said, the Holy Spirit will speak to you, which is what God is saying to you right now. So then you'll have the word where God said, you have the Holy Spirit, what God is saying, who's the author of the book, and you'll have both talking to you. And so now when you get both the word of God, what God said and the Holy Spirit, what God is saying to you right now, then you're going to have the answers to the test. I'm not saying that life is going to be easy. I'm not. God never said it was going to be easy, but you will have the answers though. Why? Because you're living by every word that God speaks to you. This is the life of faith. And this is how we're supposed to live. The reason why Jesus was basically saying this parable is the most important parable is, is because this parable is exalting the importance of the word of God. The word of God works, but you got to work 
the word. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Man, I, I believe the word. The word has changed my life and it works. This stuff works like for real, for real. We got to work the word. All right. Let's close this message out so I can release you into this week. Lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, this is a season of leveling up for me. I level up my life by honoring you and your word. I fill my heart with your word. I train my mind to think like you by meditating and medicating on your word day and night. As a result, I see myself the way you see me. I believe what you believe about me. With all the responsibilities that I have on a daily basis, I remain grounded and graced by keeping your word in my mind, on my lips, and in my actions. I live by every word. You speak to me, Father. Your word is the foundation for my life. Living this way, I level up in 2021, and I boldly declare, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, man, you should want these messages. Don't you want my notes? You get it for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, uh, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, we started the week this week by exalting God's word. Do me a favor, two things. Number one, leave me some comments in the chat because I do go back and I read those. Number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I love you and God loves you more. Have an amazing week and I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.